Hello and welcome back to my official, unofficial Aries of the Night podcast with me, Eileen. So, today we're here with Rolf Dakins. Uh, did I pronounce that correctly? Yes, my name is Rolf Dakins. Well, that's how I say it. In Holland you say it, yeah, like Rolf. It's a German name actually, but I live in the Netherlands. Okay, I can pronounce that. Rolf Dakins. Exactly. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Okay, um, so Rolf, would you like to introduce yourself a bit? Yes, uh, my name is Rolf Deakins. I live in Amsterdam, the Netherlands. I'm 42 years old and I'm the cinematographer for Airs of the Night, which means that I'm responsible for camera movement, lighting and framing of all the cinematography that is involved with the 26 episodes of Airs of the Night. That's great. Okay, so what are your hobbies? <laughs> my hobbies are photography. I love to travel, uh, so I hope to do that again very soon. And I like motorcycling a lot. Yeah, those are my hobbies. That are pretty much. You have to work for your job probably a lot, so... So I travel, <laughs> I take photos, <laughs> and I bring my motorbike. <laughs> <laughs> Perfectly, if you combine these two things. Exactly. Perfect. So what project are you currently working on? Currently, I'm working with the same director, uh, Diederik, who also did Heirs of the Night. I'm working on a new TV show and it's called Legacy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm definitely gonna watch that. It's available in Germany. Yes, it will be uh, at the end of 2022, it will be released. Definitely excited for that. Yeah. So how did you get into filming? Well, I always wanted to be a cinematographer ever since I was a kid. So uh, when I was 12 years old, I already bought my first video camera. And then um, when I was 18, I went to the Netherlands Film Academy in Amsterdam. And that's where I met several directors and other camera people. We were only 18, but we were still enthusiastic or already very enthusiastic. And that's where I also met Diederik, the director of Heirs of the Night. So we've been friends for uh, 20 years now or a little bit longer even. After film school, my director friends and my cinematography friends yeah, gave me a lot of work. So we've been working ever since we graduated film school in 2001. That's so cool that you guys stayed in contact. Always. Even that you can do like so much film work with Diederik. Yeah. That's amazing. That is fantastic. <laughs> So maybe some personal questions, like what's your favorite movie? Oh, mm. I very much like movies from director Steven Spielberg. I love Jaws and I love uh, Shingdis List and I love Jurassic Park and E.T. and Close Encounters of the Third Kind. And um, yeah, a lot of his work and Indiana Jones, of course, the whole franchise. I love uh, Christopher Nolan's work. So it's more of the directors I like than a favorite movie. A recent movie that I've watched multiple times is a movie called Interstellar. I've seen it five times already. I love the music and I love the whole atmosphere of the movie. So that's one of my favorite movies, recent. I see all the classics. Yeah, classics and modern stuff. Um, so what's your favorite color? My favorite color? I dress a lot in blue. <laughs> <laughs> it's also my favorite colors. <laughs> So how did you get to film in Airs of the Night? Well, the director, uh, Diederik, he asked me to shoot, uh, to be his cameraman for this adventure. And I immediately said yes, because he pitched me the show and he told me where it was about. 
And I thought, yes, I'm gonna give one and a half years of my life full time for this adventure because it sounds great. And the director, he's a genius. He's very smart and fast thinking and creative and intelligent and um, impatient, but that's fine. <laughs> so because every talent comes with a downside. Uh, yeah, he asked me and then the producers agreed. It took some time for the producers to agree to allow me on to do it, uh, but then it was all good. And then we went off. Great. Yeah. So tell me about the process, how you planned filming. I already watched your behind the scenes video. It was great, by the way. You used the blue lens over the camera because you couldn't film at night. Exactly. So what we did, we had, um, so when you film 26 episodes for two seasons, because we already knew that we we're going to make two seasons. So sometimes I get messages from people, are there going to be a second season from other countries where they only aired the first one? Then I said, yeah, yeah, we're working on the second season. I hope it will be in your country but we shot them back to back which means you basically crisscross you shoot everything in that year when you film it must have been confusing yes sometimes it was yes that is confusing but again the director he has a lot of creative input also he wrote a lot of the scenes that you've seen and enjoyed and he all kept it in his brain without him we would have been in trouble but he knew everything he had an answer to everything so um yeah and then you start basically you start filming so we started in Croatia, then we moved to Latvia. We had a short period in Lithuania and then we went to Norway. So pretty intense when you film in all those countries with all these people flying in and out and going back and forth. But uh, of course you have the logistical stuff, but I, I don't want to bother the, the audience too much <laughs> with that. But the blue filter indeed is how we made it look more night-ish because we couldn't film for one year at night because we would all go crazy. We will look like vampires. We wouldn't have any sunlight. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the problem is also when you have a day off, then you also have to live at night. So we didn't want to do that for the kids. Great. So how was a day on set, like your daily routine? Yeah, the nice thing of a movie set is that there's never a routine. Every day is different. <laughs> Everybody loves the actors and it tells that everybody thinks they're great and they were great so without the actors it would not have been as amazing as we thought it would be we wrapped i think we finished filming one and a half years ago which means we started three years ago but there's not a day that goes by that i don't think about that shoot because it was such an amazing collaboration between all those people movie makers are basically a bunch of nomads and we're thrown into a pile together and then sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't work this time it worked so well we had such a great energy the kids really liked us and we liked them and um yeah a day on set is we wake up at six we go from the hotel to the set we arrive at 6 45 then we have breakfast till seven o'clock and then at seven o'clock we start building up the first scene and then normally at half an hour later or 45 minutes later we start rolling the first camera uh, which means that the actors were already in wardrobe and makeup for example at 5 30 or something so it's very demanding the days are very long with certain kids we were only allowed to work a couple of hours and but with more of the grown-up children above 16 years old we had more slack we could make longer days well we had long days and the kids they worked in the morning or in their afternoon and we as 35 plus adults um we worked um the whole day so we worked 12 hour days for example or 14 hours but the actors they only worked a couple of hours a day yeah i already heard of that <laughs> yeah that kids can only work like a few hours because they also have to do school a lot. Exactly. How was that? 
and they're children. So you, you have to protect the, the kids against themselves, so to say, because they're so enthusiastic, <laughs> but it's very demanding. And our set, they really had to work hard. We had water scenes and we had, they had to jump in the water. They had to jump from buildings. They had to do all these, these very safe uh, stunts, but they still had to do them. So, and we had all the locations and the traveling and the, yeah, it's just, it's not an easy job. They make it look easy. They have to learn the lines, of course. Sometimes they had big dialogues of pages and pages. So you have to learn them all by heart. Well, that's tough. That's a little hard. Yeah, that's, uh, it's great. Kid. It's the best job on yeah. the planet, but of it course. doesn't go by itself. It's not an easy job. Yeah. And how was that with like teachers? Yeah, they also had teachers. So when the kids didn't, weren't needed on set for the acting, they, they were teaching, um, they needed their couple of hours a day to go to school because it's not like you leave school and then you go filming <laughs> and then you don't have to study anymore because you don't want to go back to school and then find out you don't know anything that your classmates do know. So, and that energy has to come from something. So, yeah. So who were you the closest with on set? Oh, jeetje. <laughs> That's a nasty question. Yeah, I know. I, I'm such a bad person. No, I cried the most when I had to say goodbye to Ashling. <laughs> so, <Aww. laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rating on how much you cried for leaving a person is an interesting way of doing this. It was just, yeah, I, it was just Anna. I also loved Anna and Ulrich and Lance and oh, and Charlie and oh, and, oh, and all those kids. Oh, yeah, horrible. I'm horrible. <laughs> no, the saying goodbye was really. Yeah, can imagine that. Sometimes I still get emotional about it. When I think about it, I look at pictures. We just all hope there's a season three and a reunion. Oh, we need it so much. Yeah. <laughs> Especially now. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so are you guys still in contact? Yes, yes, every day. So yeah, we have an app group, a WhatsApp group with the actors and we send pictures and, and uh, the, the fan mail and we send, sometimes somebody makes a video about as a fan and it's a very funny video and then we send it in the group <laughs> and then so it's an app group with me the director and the, the adult kids or the above 12 years old yeah those we are allowed to talk uh, to in the person in, in a non-professional way so to say because we have to take care of the kids and um uh, don't uh, yeah so because they're very famous now so we have to protect them so <laughs> of course <laughs> Oh, that's great. So, uh, did you speak Dutch a lot on set? Because Diederik speaks Dutch, of yeah, course. Yeah, that's a good question. It's a very good question. No, most of the time we spoke English. Even I spoke English to Diederik. So the other crew members and the actors knew we were talking about. And sometimes if we were just the two of us, we even spoke English because we were su such in an English <laughs> mode. I dreamt in English. Oh. And sometimes, and sometimes when we were working with grown-up actors, like uh, old actors, we could speak Dutch if you want to say uh, something that uh, nobody was supposed to hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's also really good if exactly. you want to tell something like a secret to Diederik and nobody can understand. Yeah, exactly. But you don't do that really on set. And if you do it in Dutch, it's to protect the gentle soul of somebody who's involved. Because we, we didn't need to gossip. Yeah, sometimes you have like, oh, wow, that person is really an idiot. But we didn't have that on set. So we were just, if we were in Dutch, because we really needed to say something very fast and you go back to your instinct and that's Dutch. Yeah, yeah when I'm super nervous, I also switch back to German or at least a very <laughs> bad German accent. That is um, Sauerkraut in my later holes. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's the German I know. I love Dutch. It always sounds like a funny way of German. It's so amazing. Ich bin Katharina de Größe und ich kann mit einem Eurler voll Fledermose töten. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> a sentence I've learned 30 years ago. So It's like complete nonsense, but also so beautiful. <laughs> ja. Eier, die möchte ich gern. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Didn't expect that. <laughs> I know. Oh, some great skills you have. <laughs> yeah, well, useless uh, if, if I can't form a sentence, but it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and Germans, definitely. they speak very well English. So. Uh, oh, God. I never heard that of anybody. Like, Germans always have the stereotype of having such a bad accent in English. Yeah, but it's a great accent. <laughs> really? Yeah, of course. And the Dutch <laughs> in Holland, we also have a, a very big accent. So that's what we have in common, right? Yeah, I mean, we're neighbors. <laughs> Exactly, we're friends. Yeah. Germany has helped us so many times uh, the last couple of decades. Just, well, if it goes well with Germany, uh, Holland is also doing good. <laughs> so it's important. Yeah. So how did it feel to watch the show for the first time? Oh, what we do is I film the scene, I film the episodes, then Diederik, the director, edits them together with an editor. And when it's all together, it goes into the color correction. So we do the color grading, where we basically Photoshop every shot and make it look the way we want to. Because we film it in several countries and it looks different and we want to make it look as one big uh, product, one big um, adventure. So I already saw all episodes in the color grading suite. So we went to Belgium, we had a big screen together with the director and a colorist, Brian, he's amazing. And then I watched the whole series. So, and that's when I see it for the first time, but I see it shot by shot. In the evening, we look at an episode and I think, wow, this might actually gonna be something. Because <laughs> you never know, eh? you never know. I've been doing it for 20 years and I've been doing a lot of projects and you believe in it and you hope that it will succeed. And then when you see it, you still believe it. And then you show it to the audience and the audience rejects it. And then you're like, well, I guess I was wrong. And then you soldier on to the next project. But with Heirs of the Night, it's really like, wow, I hope it works. It worked. It, it did. Yeah, exactly. It did. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's a big honor. That's why we respond to your beautiful photos and videos, because we are very much honored that it's picked up like this. This is such amazing to get like all the love you give, especially you. You are so active. You follow almost every fan account. That's so amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm very proud. You can be. It's an amazing word. <laughs> I love it. So what was the most beautiful or funny moment on set? Oh, we have had so many funny moments. Uh, oh, where do I start? We had an, um, yeah, all these memories. Uh, let me think. I have to pick one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Alisa has to choose between the two boys oh. at a certain point. <laughs> It was such an intense scene because I really felt I have a camera on my neck. It's pretty heavy. And I see the intentions and, this, and Ulrich and Lance and Anna, they're giving such an amazing performance that I'm really sucked into the story. Like, oh my God, this is so intense. She's going to choose and what the hell is she going to do? And at a certain point, I'm willing to shout to uh, Alisa, like, just, just, 
Say it! <laughs> Do something! Do something! You can't let these boys stand here! This is not fair! They... This was literally me at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I watched it back and then I was like, wow, that was really intense. Yeah. And we had, of course, we had several scenes where, there, where we have uh, some water entering the set, which was also very intense. Uh, a lot of fun. The kids were in the water the whole day. Charlie and uh, Scarlett almost being blown over by the force of the water, which was very much fun. We went to Norway, we, we filmed in the fjords, we built tons and tons of fake snow to Latvia to pretend it was Norway. Dracula was a great guy, is such a talented actor, Julian, such a funny <laughs> character, weird person, bunch of smart people. You know, you always want to work with, you'll find out later in life that when you want to accomplish something, you want to be with people in the room who are better at certain points than you are. So you learn from them. You yeah. don't want to be the most stupid person in the room and you don't want to be the <laughs> most smart person in the room. You want to be in the middle so you can learn from everybody. And everybody has a talent. Maybe somebody has a great sense of humor. Somebody has a talent of empathy. So yeah, someone has the has the gift of long suffering. Somebody has the gift of had a great childhood. Somebody has the gift of having a rough childhood. All these stories you hear about the cast and crew of those shoots is just a very life-changing experience. Yeah, it sounds a little bit heavy, but it wasn't. Sometimes I was just sitting down after we wrapped filming and I was just sitting and looking at everybody like, wow, this is just an amazing bunch of people. So I learned a lot. It changed my life for a lot, for the better. That's a really good advice. We'll definitely remember that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Sometimes yeah. it's nice to be the smartest one in the room, but not <laughs> always. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what do you do in pre and post production? It's a good question. So in pre-production, you go to all the locations where you're gonna film. Mm -hmm. You talk to the director and ask what he or she wants to do there, how he or she visualizes it and um, what the plan is. And sometimes directors are waiting more on what the DP has to say yeah, in my job. So Rolf, what do you think? And Diederik is a director who knows exactly what he wants. And he says it so fast that I have to write everything down and record everything and make sure that he only has to say it once. And that's a full-time job because he's a genius. <laughs> yeah, he's like a world leader who only says it once and then next time he shows up, it needs to be ready. So, and that's great that I love that from a director. Sounds amazing to work with. Yeah. He's just, and he's a great sense of humor and, and we always make jokes about each other and it's... I can imagine like you being a power working couple. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's always positive. Yeah. He calls himself positive realistic. I, I talk a lot about the director because it's my best friend on set. It's the one and I'm his or her best friend. The director is what makes or breaks the day for me. If I have a crazy director, I'll have a crazy life. If I have a great director, it's a great life. So making a project like this my happiness in life depends very much on the director so that's why i talk so much about him uh, so we, we do all the locations and then i make equipment lists of what equipment do i need per location what kind of lenses what kind of lights what kind of dollies or cranes how many trucks do we need to get all the equipment there how much power all these things long lists thousands of emails <laughs> it sounds boring but it's not it's what my job makes very interesting because i have to think weeks and weeks in advance i really love planning it sounds amazing because anyone can of course can put a camera on the shoulder and film what's happening but you have to anticipate on what's coming and then you film for months and months and months and then the post-production is the color grading the photoshop 
workshop of 26 episodes, which is almost 13 hours of material. That's also a couple of weeks work. That's much more relaxing because you don't have the pressure of a big movie set. You have two guys, you have a big screen, uh, you sit <laughs> in a big chair, um, they yeah. bring you food. And um, <laughs> so, yeah. It's more chill than being on a busy set. Exactly. Okay, so why did you become a cameraman? I have no idea. I, <laughs> I always wanted to be a cameraman. Well, I have no idea when it happened. I have a picture of myself and I'm four years old and I'm pretending to be filming. And my dad is a police officer. My, my mother works with old people in the old people's house. My brother is a teacher. My sister is also a teacher. So there's no really anybody in my family or relatives who work in the motion picture industry. So it came out of nowhere. Maybe in my former life, I've been a photographer. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I always wanted it to be. And um, I never knew that it was such a great job. I just wanted to have a camera on my shoulder when I was 12 years old. And then later I found out that you could actually travel the world and make a change. Yeah, so that's that's why. This really sounds like it was meant to be and like your dream came true. Yeah, yes, my dream came true, absolutely. And I, I'm thankful for it every day because it's never an easy job. And um, stay focused and you have to give it all your best. It's absolutely worth it. But you work really hard to get where you are right now, right? Yeah, it took some time before I got the jobs that I made it possible for me to show what I have in me to show the world what kind of cameraman I want to be. Yeah, it takes some time, but that's good. It's good to peak when you're uh, in your 40s instead of to peak when you're in your 20s. <laughs> <laughs> But you worked like on big ads, like with Hunkemüller. I saw that on yeah, your story. Yeah, last week. Yeah. Yeah, we did a commercial for Hunkemüller. Indeed, we had a lingerie uh, shoot. <laughs> yeah, which was uh, a lot of fun. I can imagine like even that being fun with you. <laughs> yeah, we just, uh, yeah, we have headsets. We, we talk about with each other and the crew were all in darkness and it's all about the models. So it's a completely different thing as Heirs of the Night. But that's the, I yeah. like the diversity of all these crazy stuff. Yeah, like the mix, is it? Yeah, the mix is great. Okay, so what would you tell somebody who wants to become a cameraman? If you want to become a camera person, you need to find a group of people that also wants to work in movies. If you stay in your own little town, your parents and your family will love what you do. You, they think you're an amazing cameraman because you're the only one. What you need to do is go to a big city, go to film school or a film course and meet other young film makers you learn from them and it will make you a better filmmaker and that's a rough way because they are better at certain points than you are but you can learn from them and grow together with them when you finish your film school with those people hopefully you became friends and they'll ask you to shoot their projects and that's a way to grow and become a filmmaker uh, with a certain um, career that's a win-win situation if you're working for the director you're friends with and like yes that's a connection that's really good yeah so i have a little fun question if you were a vampire in which clan would you be oh yay i would love to be invisible <laughs> <laughs> i really love the caminata power i would yeah. rob a bank but don't tell anyone no. <laughs> <laughs> from switzerland <laughs> that's great <laughs> yeah and i would love to fly of course you can jump as a vampire. Yeah, I can jump pretty pretty high, yeah. But the invisible thing would be so much fun. Yeah, I would scare people all day. <laughs> really cool. I wouldn't like to change into a spider. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, no. <laughs> Same. Okay, so I would love to come in an end right now because I ask all my questions I have. If you have something to tell, go for it. No, um, uh, what, what would you like to do in 10 years? Oh, that's a great question. And I like to plan out things. So I actually have a plan for this. Oh. I would love to be an actress. Great. If this doesn't work out, I probably would stay at filming. Like being on set was always one of the themes that was really interesting for me since I was little this was like my obsession and yeah I would love to do a little work experience for one year to get to know the set life and then I would probably try to be an actress try my best that's great that's great and how yeah. old are you now I'm 16 currently great yeah. gotta start young yeah, very young and is there like an acting school or film school in your uh, surroundings sadly not I tried to catch up everything I could get because I live like in a very little town in Germany and I was on theater groups drama club at school everything I could get but I was just not able to be like in a theater school because I don't live in a big city but I really tried the best I could I really hope this becomes true yeah uh, I hope so too for you so uh, but you're still young and you have so plenty of things you can discover so so yeah. that's great so I would love to learn something of your lovely language Dutch um, like you teach me how to say goodbye yeah you say bedankt and tot ziens bedankt und tot ziens yeah it means thank you and goodbye great okay so maybe I can teach you also something in German yeah okay so the opposite thing in German for this would be danke fürs zuhören und tschüss danke fürs zuhören und tschüss <laughs> yeah really good yeah danke fürs okay. zuhören und tschüss und tschüss yeah <laughs> okay maybe I start and then you go oh yeah bedankt und tot very good uh, danke fürs zuhören und tschüss